scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. This week on the ASP, I sit down with voice actor Damon Mills to talk about mainly just his skincare regimen because good lord almighty. Oh, and, and his voice acting. That, that Yeah, he's, he's a voice actor. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast for our anime interview series. My name is Josh, and today I'm joined by voice actor Damon Mills. How's it going, Damon? Good, man. How are you doing? Pretty good. So, first off, the main reason I wanted you on this show, really not anything to do about your voice acting, what is your skincare regimen? Because, bro, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, gosh, um, basic stuff. Um, you know, just washing your face regularly, trying to, you know, cover up a little bit when it's not, when it's not a good day, you know, just, just got to keep on fleek, you know? <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. On fleek, right? I think they do. I don't know. That may be a 2017 thing. I'm dating myself already. <laughs> uh, but no, Damon, so you're a voice actor. So exactly how did that happen for you? So what made you decide that you wanted to be a voice actor? Hmm, that is story. Um, well, I okay, <laughs> everybody, it's story time with Uncle story Damon. Time. So, oh, my kids. Um, well, I started doing voiceover stuff or wanting to kind of do it when I was about sixteen, I think. Um, okay, I was in high school, and um, you know, I'm I'm an anime. Uh, video game fan too like i like all this kind of stuff and mm-hmm. you know full metal alchemist dragon ball pokemon all this whatnot um so i i was you know watching some stuff and i was like you know that would be really fun to try sometime and and at the time i was kind of like more introverted and shy like not really outgoing and not an actor or anything i'd never done like stage or or any kind of acting ever mm-hmm. So I started trying to like just mess around with voices for fun. I wasn't like setting out at first to be a voice actor at all. I just was like, oh, this is a fun little hobby. And if I'm just like, you know, recording some weird voices and my mom comes and asks like, what are you doing? Be like, nothing. <laughs> about it. Um, so embarrassed at the time too. I don't know why. I was like, this is the weirdest thing and nobody's going to understand. Um, Oh well, I, mean, I like I did that too. Like when I was uh, when I was young, like it, I pretty much just watched BBC America. So like my English was that was what I went fell back on, and I would do impressions of just you know different countries and stuff like that, just different accents. And my friends really loved it, so I would do it with my friends. But then like nobody else, if they would introduce me to somebody else, be like, oh, he's really good at this. I'd be like, no, I can't do that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a lot of like impressions and stuff kind of like shaped the voice and everything like when yeah. I started um, and I uh, eventually I was getting more curious and by recommendation from people I had just been like doing this hobby with they're like hey man maybe you should like try to look into doing this like you know like on a professional level and try to see what you can do to do that and I was like hmm, okay maybe I can try I mean I don't know it probably won't happen or whatever and um, so I started like researching how to become a voice actor and like what tools 
and skills I needed to do that and where I needed to live and everything. I talked to like some industry people um, to get their input. Mm-hmm. Not like, you know, like how do you become a voice actor, but like what specifically do I need to do? So I was like, um, take classes, keep practicing, learn how to cold read. Cold read meaning like for us voice actors, we um, when we get in the booth, we're given a script and right then and there we read it. We don't have any preparatory time at all. Yeah. Um, so that's a big skill, a uh, big skill to have. Um, and uh, get a demo reel made. A demo reel being um, a short, typically 60 second clip um, of a handful of voices and emotions and scenes and whatnot, um, displaying your, versati- your versatility and your acting ability to um, clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did all that, um, kept at that for a little while. Um, I started booking like small indie projects like in like 2012 um, just like little like you know point and click adventure games or like a little yeah. visual novel here and there and I was like oh this is the coolest thing ever this is great <laughs> um, and um, at the time I lived in Hawaii which is weird my I lived there for a few years because my family moved there and everything um so I couldn't really feasibly do anything there for voice acting yeah um I moved there to the northeast when I was 21 um and I started working in New York um through recommendations from one of my friends um started working with media blasters i don't know if you've heard of them they um, yeah yeah so i worked with them for a little bit on an anime my first anime i did in 2015 um anime called holy night i played the the protagonist shinta mizumura and then i did some work on pokemon while i was when i was uh, working in new york which is really cool um that was like my first big thing where i was like oh pokemon i love pokemon (laughs) and then i moved to texas like almost two years ago now it's, it's been like just that's just like my general like feel of like where i went <laughs> with my with my journey so um, so really what made you choose texas over like la la um is expensive as all yeah, hell <laughs> so i was i was not ready for that and i also had more people here that i knew like from meeting like through um voiceover stuff or like um meeting them at conventions and everything or i just had friends who were also moving here um and i was like okay well i have a bigger um net of people in the dallas area so i was like okay i guess i'll just give it a try um and the first week i was here i booked one piece film gold which is pretty cool uh yeah it's been it's been a crazy journey man yeah, because I unfortunately that's that's where I am in Oklahoma. Because like there's nothing here, but I mean it's it's three hours to Dallas. So I about a month ago I went down to Sound Cadence and I uh, did my demo. Oh, yeah. So hopefully that's where like I, I that's where I want to end up. But I've made a lot of friends with uh, people in L.A. too, and so like my my voice coach is in L.A. and he's like, yeah, you should come to L.A. But I've like all these other people that I've met, like I've met, you know, like Marissa Linty, um, Mela Lee. Mela's the one who told me, Hey, you should, you know, why don't you try Dallas first? So I was like, okay. So it's, it was like, for me, I know I'm like, it's, it's that divide of which way do I go first? 
So like I like how you made that decision to go to uh, Texas first makes a lot more sense because I mean if you know the people in the Dallas market, then go to the Dallas side, which that that makes a lot of sense. Exactly. So and I, I've um, I've been pretty happy here. It's a it's a good good area, good crew, and everything. And um, yeah, it's been some working out so far. Nice. So growing up. Like, were you, I, I know you said that you were, like, kind of, like, the shy kid, so really not, not that, like, actory type, nothing like that? Yeah, not at all. I, um, I used to be, um, pretty overweight, too, on top of it, um, so I was just really just not in my element at all, like, growing up. I was, I had just very few friends, um, it was just, I was just really in my shell, and I didn't really know how to get out of that. Um, so I think, I feel like voice acting has helped me a lot be able mm-hmm. to just get out of my shell and, you know, motivate me to, to lose weight, to do all sorts of things I never thought I would do ever. Um, I remember when I like speaking in front of crowds, I used to be petrified. Now it's like, whatever. Um, like if I do a convention or whatever, I'm just like, Hey, what's up? How's it going? I'm me. I'm weird. It's fine. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's crazy how um, just a few years can change your life. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, because I mean that—that's one of like the main reasons I started the, you know, this show was because like I knew I was like I want to meet these people, and the easiest way for me to meet these people is I want to start doing podcasts. Because I mean, I've I'm like it's a little bit like flop difference between you and me, just because I've always been kind of talkative. Right. So like that that's how I got all my friends in high school. Like I did that, you know, like kind of like the self-deprecating humor, like I was the the class clown type kid, but I never thought until yeah, probably about 2 years ago that I was like, "You know what? I love anime, I love cartoons, video games. I love voice actors. Why don't I do that?" So this was my first step. So like figuring out what that first step is like I'm glad that you figured it out so so early. That I mean, and and look at where you are now. Whereas opposed to me, I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of I should probably get on that soon. I but mean, I mean, like, yeah, it just, it's, it takes... it's good that you had the you know, the, like kind of like the wherewithal to say, you know what, I kinda, this is what I want to do early. No, for sure, and um, you know, it just takes time, and and you know, finding your way with it and everything, and um. You know, and the main thing is to just be an be an actor first and foremost. Like you know, like you can be a fan of everything and whatnot, but like think of it more than just like I'm voicing for um, an anime or a video game, or if I'm doing a commercial, whatever. You just want to invest yourself in the project itself and the role or whatever you're doing mm-hmm. to the fullest, rather than just focusing on the the, the media of it, which is which is um, my biggest. And advice to people is just be an actor first. It's not even about the voice so much as it's about just being. I'm sure a lot of voice actors have said this. It's just to be an actor because a lot of people when they when they think of voice actors, they're like, "Oh, you do a funny voice, right? You can sound like SpongeBob." I had that one time when I was getting <laughs> off a plane and gotten in like a, a lift or something. I, I was like asking uh, what I did or whatever, and I was like, "I I do voiceover," and he was just like. Yeah. Um, can you do Spongebob? My kids would love that. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, no, that's, that's not me. That's another guy. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah. So you do a lot of um, like you do you do the video games, you do the anime. Um, which do you prefer doing? Like, do you like doing like the video games where you get to do all the grunting and the efforts and all that fun jazz, or do you like uh, you know the script based? You know, I'm gonna sit here and I'm going to read these lines, go off it like that. Which I mean, I guess it's kind of the same both ways because you have lines. But yeah. which which do you prefer doing? It's it's tricky um, because I've also done prelay animation as well. I've done prelay. I've done anime. I've done video games. Uh, the most freeing I feel is prelay animation, definitely because with that, um, the animators will animate to your performance. Mm-hmm. So you go in first. You don't have any time constraints or whatever. You just do your do your um, reads. And follow the directions, and then they'll work off that. Whereas with like anime, it's already um, it's already, it's already made. Been it's done, and you gotta match those. Okay, yeah, you gotta match the the mouth flaps, um, and the timing is very concise. And if a work, if the phrasing doesn't work, you have to change the line, or you have to slow down your pace, and you have to watch for pauses. You have to um, read the script while also keeping an eye on the video and everything. And it's a very um, it's very particular. Uh, process so it's a little more constrained but I do love it um, because you get to invest yourself in the characters and see what's going on and right in front of you um, and then you can I mean you do record alone for anime unless you're doing um, say Walla Walla being like with all actors for um, doing background um, crowd scenes or reactions mm-hmm. or bits and whatnot that's the only time they'll call you in for a group session um, but singularly, you're you're recording um, for most of this, and you know, sometimes you'll hear people laid down, and sometimes you'll be the first one in there. Um, but it's a treat if somebody else has laid down their stuff before you, and you get to act off of it. Um, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's a very concise media. Uh, video games. Uh, it depends. Depends um, because. Um, some video games, you don't have to match the timing because they'll they'll build that around you just like prelay. But sometimes, like if it's a Japanese adaptation or whatever, you will have to match the timing. But in the audio uh, file, you have to match like the length or the timing or their pauses and whatnot to fit the flaps for that or whatever what will come in the video game as best as possible. Because for a video game, you have no visual at all. Maybe you'll have an image of the character. Maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So very kind of like rare if you'll have anything like that. Yeah, and that's pretty common for like having no uh, nobody to work off of like in the booth except for your director and the script, and then yeah, just like no reference or anything. Hmm. So um, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, unless it's like a particular um, some games maybe. Um, from what I've worked on, I've never had any reference. Oh, I mean, you you kind of knew what Frieza looked like <laughs> a little bit. Um, it just depends, but yeah. So yeah, I don't know what my favorite is. I like acting; it's fun. So okay, um, so okay, we'll we'll just kind of. I usually save this for the end, but what is your dream role? So like, you can basically do whatever you want. You can do a reboot of something. You can star in something that's brand new what is it that you want to do 
I want to be in something Square and X, like Final Fantasy. Like Final Fantasy 16? Yeah. Please. (laughs) (laughs) They're just, they're just, they're just pretty. I like, I like the pretty boys and it, and it works for, for my aesthetic. Um, So, I mean, and, and the games are always just really fun for me. Like, Still waiting on Kingdom Hearts three, man. Just someday. Yeah, one day three. it'll it'll happen. <laughs> um, that would be something that would probably be the most interesting for me uh, Cause, to do. Because I mean, yeah, I mean, like if you get a Final Fantasy character, you could get that cool movie deal. <laughs> you could. You... They're, they're just so awesome looking to to look at any of the games. They're just so pretty. Yeah, it's just so they're so fluid with the animation and everything. the The worlds they're put in are just so massive and creative, and it's just awesome. I just love it. I've I've tried to get through muscle through Final Fantasy fifteen. It's just so much. I'm just like ah, I don't have the time. Yeah, I I bought finally. We did uh, Kingsclave on one of our episodes as a review, and then I went out and bought fifteen. And I've just been, like, sitting on it because I'm like, I can't – I don't have any time to play this because I know how long it's going to be. But it's one of those where I'm like, I, j- I just don't have the time. Right. Yeah, uh, it's, it's – It's tough, but they're, but they're also pretty. I mean, it's basically like a – it's a J-pop band. That's all it is. Just out on the road in a car. Best favorite. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Crazy. So – Let's just kind of so we we pretty much you know we talked about you know your acting and everything like that so let's go kind of back to you being a fan so what was your what was your thing growing up like what was it that the moment that it was on you had to go watch it um I I was a big fan of Dragon Ball okay it was a big thing for me um and. You know, I would always just watch it as a kid and everything, and it was like my go-to show. Um, yeah, it was. It's been a really cool opportunity for um, to be a part of it and everything. And the guys at Okotron or Okotron Five Thousand, the studio where they record at, really cool. Um, recording Monaka on Super was really a lot of fun. Uh, he's a little weirdo. Uh, <laughs> he's just so like. It's great, and he's just like because like when they first are introduced to Monaka, he's like shown off to be like some extremely powerful guy, so apparently according to Beerus, but it's just not. He's <laughs> just like <laughs> just so pathetic, and it's great. I just love like. His whining is just like it, we, when we were recording. It was kind of like it was a little challenging to figure out like how exactly he should whine because you don't want it to be, just be like a constant whine. It's like you gotta get some like sniffles in there. You just gotta make it sound really sad, you know. <laughs> so, so how do you prepare for uh, prepare for a role like that? I... Do you do you do you like to go in and try and watch some of the like if it is an anime? Do you try and watch the original to kind of get like a basis of what it's going to be or do you let like your um director tell you like hey this is what we're wanting for this character and go from there mix of both um 
you know, I'll, I'll go in for my first session or something for a show, let's say like um, this past season, uh, Hakata Tonkatsu Ramens. You know, I go in for the show and we set the voice and everything in the first episode with voicing Lin, Lin Chengming, who I'm voicing uh, this season. And um, you know, I, we figure it out then, but I, I also like to watch ahead and um, kind of understand what's coming and, and mm-hmm. um, learn the world that I'm acting in um, if I have the chance to and kind of see where, where the show is going a little bit to um, prepare myself for what's coming up. Um, and that's the case for most of it. Yeah, like for um, anything that I do, I try to watch ahead. Um, for the simuldub season, if I can, um, it's weird this season. Um, for I just uh, talked about uh, Tokyo Ghoul Re. I'm voicing yep. uh, Shirazu in that, um, and that one's a little hard because we're doing same day dub, so I can't watch ahead um, because we're dubbing it as it comes in. Um, so I'm finding out in the booth of what's happening, um, which is which is cool in a way because it's not it's usually um, not like that for me. Uh, unless it's like a show I'm not really a part of, and then I get brought in at a later time. Okay. Um, but like, if I'm like one of the the um, main ensemble of the show, I usually try to keep up. So do you do you go back and um, you know watch the series after it's after it's aired? Yeah, I like to see um, how it all comes together and ha- and see how um, my other castmates are sounding and everything, and hear their awesome performances. And everybody's just so talented and awesome. And I just love I love seeing the finished product come together. It's really cool. Nice. So what is it what is a normal day for for you like? <laughs> so you wake up, like to me I imagine, you know, you wake up an hour with the face and then, you know, another <laughs> hour with the hair. I only take an hour to get ready, thanks. <laughs> One, not two. Two, that's that's a little much. Um, yeah, I mean, like it, it depends on the day. Some days, you know, I'll I'll um, you know, I'll have like some auditions I'll have to get done or whatever. And you know, some days um, I'll have three, four hour session or whatever that comes in. Um, I have to you know do other things around it. I've been um, also doing um, ADR prep for Funimation as well for their time codes, uh, time coding. The scripts um, before the uh, adapter gets it, and that is um, my job is to put the time codes in for when lines and reactions start, build the character list, um, place in reactions um, for the characters and everything. Um, it's, it's a um, it sounds very involved. It's a very involved, tedious sort of job, but I like it. Um, do that and record, and I don't know. You think just be busy. <laughs> be busy. Yeah, that's my my norm. Um, get some coffee in me. Like coffee a lot. <laughs> so, um, what do you do with a normal audition? So, like, what what is that process like for you? So, you get your script, you read it up, and then do you do a lot of takes with it? Do you try and find that voice? What's like what? How does that usually go? So, when I'm given an audition. Um, usually the context of the character will be present in the audition sides, um, what the the client is looking for with the voice type, um, any references that they might include for a voice to, um, to where the voice should be going. Um, 
perhaps like images of the character if you're lucky most of the time not um uh where they sit with their age or any background or just any of that um and i try to prep um where i want the voice to sit um figure out if they have an accent or not figure out if i can do the accent or not um Typically, if, if I don't, if I can't pull something off, then I will pass on it only because I don't want to submit something that is, that doesn't fit the character. Mm-hmm. And I feel that somebody else could do better. And that's like in the only absolute sense where I'm like, this is not good um, for this part. Um, but, so if I figure out I can fit the character and I, I figure out where the voice is sitting, I will typically do um, a three pass the the voice um do three takes figure out um what my best reads were and submit that if i come up with another voice idea um, i will submit a second take um on the on the file and pop it in and then forget about it because i don't like to like submit an audition and, and like dwell on it dwell on it yeah that's like the worst thing you can do because you get so many and if you like submit every audition and just like think like i hope i get this i hope i get this i hope i get this and just like think about it like to get to death it's like you're gonna drive yourself crazy so i usually just don't like okay that's done i'm gonna go do something else now <laughs> um, gonna go play that final fantasy right um so yeah that's that's pretty uh normal process i think <laughs> i'm not sure what everybody else does but that's usually what i do Okay, I mean, yeah, that, that's kind of what I was, you know, thinking how that would go. Because, I mean, just, you know, talking with all the other, you know, actors and everything, everybody has their own type of, you know, method to get, you know, in that zone. But it all pretty much winds down to the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's one of those, like, you do it, you find what you're going to do, you submit it, and then you just don't think about it. That's like what everybody said, like, you just do it, and then it's like, uh because you're going to be doing like 17 more of them that day. It's like so. in the void. Like it's gone. Goodbye. Next. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's like the main thing. And if it's something like I'm really, really passionate about, I'll take more time on it um, to really try to set the voice, um, solidify it as best as I can. Um, I always give my best, but like, if I feel like I can, like if I really feel like something is, is right for my voice type, I will, um, take the extra time to make sure it's the right reads and everything. Gotcha. Now, do you do a lot of voice matching? Um, here and there, it just depends. Um, depends on what, what comes up um, and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just one of those, you know, eh, well, if, you know, they send it to me, I'll try. Basically, yeah, that's, that's typically how it goes. So, um... Are you watching anything, like, right now? I mean, it doesn't have to be animated. Like, if you're watching Santa Clarita Diet, you know, that's fine. But, I mean, like, anything <laughs> that, anything that you know, you, you're really big into right now? Um, I just started on the new season of uh, a series of Unfortunate Events. Nice. I watched the first season last year, and it was really, really good. I loved the books when I was growing up. They're really good. Um, and it sucks, because I'm, like, watching it, I'm like, I don't remember any of this, but Okay. <laughs> Because it was so long ago, it was like fifth uh, grade. I don't know. Yeah, like I, I only did three books, and so yeah. like I'm like, 
halfway through like, halfway through season one, I was like, oh well, my knowledge is gone. So it's like it's all new. It's like if the adaptation is poor, you're like, I don't know. I think it works. It works fine. Yeah. So, uh, so doing series unfortunate events. Um, any anything else? Like, are you are you? Is there a fandom that you're like really big into? Um, I mean, like, I just I just kind of like watching like whatever's on Netflix when I get the chance. <laughs> I know I watched um, the new season of Jessica Jones. I really like that. Um, okay. Let's see what else have I watched lately? Uh, uh, I don't know i'm sorry <laughs> oh it's fine it's fine it's it's it's, it's a it's a weird question too it's like i came on to talk about voice acting and then he was asking me what i binge on netflix it's really bizarre i usually just fall asleep like an old man i'm just like oh and then i forget <laughs> where i am in the episode i have to go back and rewatch the episode and i'm like well damn it so uh i noticed on here that you've um that you've done some work with rooster teeth yes um do you enjoy working with them yeah, yeah, yeah. Rooster Teeth was. Um, I don't know why I asked like that. You were gonna say no. Like, nah, I hate them. Forget no, those really, guys. They were really fun. Um, and um, that they were the first ones I worked for um, doing relay animation uh, for Ruby. Um, and that was really cool. Prelay, meaning they animated to the performance and everything. And I got mm-hmm. to you know set the character and everything with them. And, and they created Lionheart, which was super cool because I had no idea what he looked like. Uh, when I went in to record for it until like my, until the episode came out and then I went in for later sessions. Um, yeah, it was super fun. And um, their process is really cool. Cause I'm not working off uh, other actors in the booth for that one, but they're, the directors are reading off of the script for me. So I'm just kind of acting off of them. Um, it's a really, it's a different process than like work, um, working for an anime or anything. Um, I like that sort of thing, and I know like a lot of um, LA prelay stuff is like a table read kind of group session, and I'd really like a chance to do that. That'd be really cool. We need to get you to LA to do that, <laughs> right? So, uh, so when you record for somebody like Rooster Teeth, so something that's not like a straight Funimation, like how did they do that? Did you go down to Austin for that, or did you do that at Sound Cadence? Did that at Sound Cadence, yeah. They okay. uh, they got on um, a call, a Skype call like this, um, and then they directed me via Skype. Um, that that happens um, quite a bit for other projects. Like say, like when I've recorded um, Smite or anything, mm-hmm. um, the clients for high res are usually on the line on Skype, listening in and making sure the voice is what um, they're wanting to hear. Um, so yeah, that's pretty common. To have okay, yeah, because I was I was wondering how that process worked. Like, if you're doing something for, you know, someone that's based out in LA and you're you're in Dallas, yeah, yeah like how how that goes. Well, I did that um, for um, Gundam Seed for um, NYB Post. I um, I did a Source Connect session here rather than um, flying out there. So they were they were um, having me connect locally, and they would. Um, be able to see and hear everything I'm doing, but be able to um, work out of LA and I can work here without all the travel. And it's usually um, not, it's, uh, we do it more often. I think it's a more expensive process. So they don't do it for everybody always. It's usually like a, like a conditional thing. I know Funimation does that for some people um, as well. You know, they've done that for like Attack on Titan and whatnot. And whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just kind of depends on the situation. 
So, uh, so kind of talking about Gundam Seed, was that a little bit? So, did you watch it when it first aired? Not at all. Okay. So, okay. Well, I guess not watching it because um, it had previously had a dub. Yes. So, have you have you seen any of that after after the fact, like before you mm-hmm. uh, started getting into it? No, I avoided it. Okay. Not, not not because their dub is bad, or not because it's um, not the definitive definitive dub or anything. I just I didn't want it to shape my performance as gotcha. Isaac, um because I, I felt like what I presented to them was what they were looking for, and I didn't want to um, let the the previous performance like get in the way of the, of what I had come up with. Yeah, that's that's what I was kind of get like if you had you know watch that if you were trying to play your performance away from that or with that or how that was going to go. I feel like that would have been really confusing um for me try cuz cuz I would go towards um how the previous actor sounded and mm-hmm. and if it's and the redub that they're doing, you know, it's got a whole new cast and everything and I feel like that's that ultimately they're just trying to get a different sound um in their own unique uh portrayal of it. Gotcha. So, is there anything upcoming that you're allowed to talk about? Well, I, yeah, like I just um, announced uh, Tokyo Ghoulry, like I said earlier. Yeah. Um, so that's airing Tuesday. That, yeah did you did you announce that this week? I did yeah. Okay. Because the first episode just came out Tuesday, I think Tuesday. Um, and that was that that was the big thing that was coming up, and I couldn't talk about it till just um, this week. So that's really cool. I do have something else coming up. I can't talk about yet. Yeah. Um, but that's that'll be coming up pretty soon as well. Um, nice. So yeah, Tokyo um, Ghoul, the biggest thing going on right now, which is really fun. We need to get you on one of those Netflix shows. <laughs> that's uh, the like anime or whatever, or just yeah. like live action. Yeah, that's. I think they just do the those in L.A. Uh, well, hey, yeah, we we know people. We know people <laughs> in the community. You know, they listen to this show. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Oh yes. Okay. So, Damon, this was this was pretty fun. So, yeah, like I said, like I said before, this this wasn't gonna be a you know a very informal type, you know, like couple of people you know sitting drinking coffee somewhere type. Except <laughs> I'm, I only have water. So yeah, just kind of something like that, just like a chat. I have a Lacroix. It almost has a flavor, kind of water. Oh, you got the fancy water. Mm-hmm. That canned water. That canned water. That <laughs> colored kind of water. Is it? Col- I actually don't know if it's colored. Uh, I have no idea. I never, like poured it out of the the can. I only I only ever see people drinking it. So like I've never I've never had it before. I just see people. You know, especially like on TV, like they'll just be drinking it. I'll be like, I guess that's okay. People, people, <laughs> people don't spit it out. So, right. yeah, no, it's pretty good. It's it's my uh, go-to soda replacement that makes me kind of sad. Oh, dude, that's the worst part. <laughs> I had I had to I cut out Coke, and I was like, I can't do Coke anymore. It's bad for me. And I'm like, I want a Coke now. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, awful. It's, yeah, it's it's a struggle. I uh, I should cut out coffee, but life's hard. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah, I've just got the Nestle Pure Life, so mm. f- fancy sure. with its bottle of little pink people jumping. Um so so yeah, like I said, like this was just going to be, you know, pretty informal, so 
I know. I mean, it was, it was super fun. Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, no problem. Now, where can everybody find you social media-wise? Social media? Um, you can find me. I'm on Twitter probably the most. Um, you can find me at Damon Mills on Twitter. Um, I have an Instagram that I've been using. I usually use that not so much. I, I do post on there, but I usually like post like stories rather than like actual like, like actual like post posts. Yeah, yeah, I suck at doing that. Um, <laughs> I have a Facebook page as well. Damon Mills, voice actor. I don't really use that. Um, Twitter's probably the best place to reach me and find me and and uh, keep up with stuff. Awesome. And we'll put all of those links in our show notes. So yeah. that way, all you gotta do is just click on that and you can find them wherever. Hashtag follow. Hashtag subscribe. Exactly. <laughs> and speaking of following and subscribing, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane, the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast on Facebook and Tumblr and all the other things at Animation Station Podcast and on Twitter at Animate Podcast. You can also find all of our web, uh, all of our websites, all of our episodes on our website, animationstationpodcast.com. So Damon, yeah, like I said, man, this was super fun. Thanks so much, man. It was awesome. All right. <laughs> all right, so for the Animation Station Podcast, I'm Josh. I'm Damon. That was perfect. There was like no pause there. I'm glad you did that. It's usually <laughs> it's usually like a 10 second pause, and it's like it's Damon, and they're like, oh, sorry, but no, that was perfect. You flew into it swimmingly. Got you. <laughs> All right, bye everybody. Bye.